Hey, good afternoon, y'all. I hope y'all having a good day. My name is Richard John T. You're listening to RJ's Black Box, where we discuss issues affecting black people worldwide. Today's topic is Obama, the Manchurian candidate. I know many of you are not going to like this podcast because some of you are diehard Obama fans. And I'm not going to represent Obama in the best light. And there are plenty of reasons for that. And my podcast is about educating and presenting the truth to people. So, regardless of your feelings, facts are facts. First of all, let me explain what a Manchurian candidate is. A Manchurian candidate is a person, especially a politician, being used as a puppet by an enemy power. The term is commonly used to indicate disloyalty or corruption, whether intentional or unintentional. I hope you guys understood what I just said. Whether intentional or unintentional, it's a politician being used by enemy power. We can already identify who the puppet was for eight years. We all know who our enemy is. And we know their goal is to destroy us as black people. Okay? That's their goal. And it's facts. Police brutality started to peak under Obama. However... Instead of making it a priority during his eight years as president, he chose not to address it the way that he should have. The problem continues to persist now because Obama was the puppet that served the needs of white people for eight years. In the last three years since Trump has been in office, We have seen fewer police shootings and fewer people shooting black folks in general. These are facts. You can research this. You can research all this. Okay. I'm not just throwing, saying stuff just to throw it at you. It's very compelling to think that an outwardly racist person like Trump has managed to lower the death rate for black people during his administration. I'm not a Trump supporter. I fucking hate Trump. However, I know that many of you think Obama was the best thing next to Jesus. He was, but for white people. The thing about black politicians, they know exactly how to appeal to the senses of black people it is no secret that black folks live on hope okay black people have been following Jesus they go to church every Sunday why because there's hope in Jesus their pastors have embedded in their heads that there's hope in Jesus no matter what they do they can wake up in the morning without having anything to eat But if they go and pray to Jesus, miraculously, Jesus is going to provide. 
even if it takes two days, even if they go hungry for two, three days, or if they can't pay their bills for a month, eventually when that money comes, wherever they end up being coming from, it was because of Jesus. So there's always hope. And these same pastors, while they're telling these, their congregation, these people, there's hope in Jesus, but they make sure they still get their 10% from, from the congregation every Sunday. They're not living on hope, but they're forcing their congregation to live on hope. Because when the congregation has an issue, when they can't pay their bill, they can't do this, they can't do that. The pastor tells the congregation to turn to Jesus to pray, hoping that Jesus will change things for them. But the congregation ensures that the pastor's lifestyle is maintained. That's what hope does. And that's what black people live on. Black people hope that white people will change their attitude towards them, which is why we don't act on a lot of the shit that they do to us. They kill one of us. We march hoping the march is going to somehow change their behavior, curb their behavior. So when Jesse Jackson ran for president in 1984, what was his slogan? Keep hope alive. Because guess what? We're the only people on earth who wake up every day fucking hoping, praying. Hope and pray, they're synonymous. All these pastors are coronavirus can't do it, can't do anything to us. Hope, pray, whatever. A lot of them ended up dead. But Obama was always smart enough to understand the psyche of black people. So when he decided to run for the presidency in 2007, his slogan was hope and change. Because you can always sell black people on hope. Black people overwhelmingly voted for Obama because they were hoping he would be the change. He would be the savior to make things different for the black race in this country. But he manipulated us. Just like any politician. He used our vulnerability to his advantage. It's very compelling to think that an outwardly outwardly racist person like Trump has managed to lower the death rate for black people during his administration. The crime rate. Less black folks have died since Trump has been president than under Obama. It's hard to believe. I fucking hate Trump. I'm not a Trump supporter. I never voted for Trump and I would never vote for Trump. But I also know that Obama wasn't no damn Jesus. I don't believe in Jesus. He was a Jesus for white people. Obama didn't give a shit about our black asses. The economic gap between black and white people got far worse during the eight years Obama was in office. I know a lot of black folks, they don't want to believe in facts. And I'm more likely to jump to conclusions because this freaking Obama guy fooled them 
with hope. And he also fooled him into believing he was the savior that was coming in. That was going to change things for us. But the numbers don't lie. And facts are facts. One of the things that I give Trump credit for is the fact that he never deviated from his base. Whether you like Trump or hate Trump, he's racist. Whether you believe he's racist or not. He always appeals to his base. He stays true to them. This he has Trump is so smart that he's able he has managed to convince racist white people, poor white people that they are better than black people. At the same time, he has managed to convince billionaires that he's better for them. Because Trump himself is a billionaire. Poor white people have nothing in common with Trump. They don't have anything in common with Trump except for the fact that they hate black people. But Trump has never hidden who he is. To them. Meanwhile, Obama did everything that he could. To show the world that he was not a black president. He was always quick to tell you he's the president of the United States, not the president of black people. You have to do your research before you start believing a man who has now managed to become part of the 1% was ever thinking about making things better for black people. Obama's goal was always to become rich and successful guess what he was the perfect Manchurian candidate why he's articulate intelligent Harvard educated law degree everything that you can ask for in a leader Obama's probably more the most qualified leader to become president of the United States since I don't know I don't know who can Who's had a better resume than Obama, to be honest. But that's how he managed to fool us. Obama is now a one percenter. And he will he will do anything to maintain that position. That was always his goal. He's worth over four hundred million dollars. Totally disconnected from our struggles. Obama never connected to the black struggle to begin with. His only attachment to the black struggle was Michelle, his wife. Obama never endured what we've had to endure as black people, as black men. Never. So, of course, he didn't give a shit when he was in office about what we had to go through. He boldly told black people that reparations was not on the table for discussion. Meanwhile, Obama was signing checks. Reparation checks to the the Jews. For the Holocaust that took place in Germany. Never mind that slavery happened here in America. And you still have 
ancestors of people who were enslaved here that he refused to discuss. But he wants to give the ancestors of the Jews, he wants to pay them. He wants to give reparations to them, even though the Holocaust never took place in America. It happened in Germany. Think about that. White supremacy thrives on contradictions and lies. And Obama was the biggest contradiction and the best lie that white people could have thrown our way. He's a contradiction in the fact that he was a black man. So we see a black man. How can a black man serve the need of white people? This is a black man who had never grown who didn't grow up around black people. So this was the best lie that they served us. Yeah, he looked black. He seemed black. But when you do research on Obama, Obama barely knew his father. Obama had never grown up around black people. So how the hell did he understand the black struggle? He didn't. Obama had never dated a black woman prior to Michelle. Michelle was the first black woman Obama ever dated and it almost didn't work out for him because he wasn't used to black culture. He wasn't used to black people. The only black music Obama had ever heard of was um, Bob Marley. And the reason why he listened to Bob Marley is because he was a weed head. You know, he was smoking weed all the time. And what did white people do? The white people he hung out with, they listened to Bob Marley. That was his revolution. Bob Marley was the conduit for Obama's, you know, change to sort of like find his blackness. We don't have that luxury as black people. We grew up, we most of us grew up with our black parents. We grew up in a black community. We watch our black parents struggle. Obama never had to do that. His white mother, his his CIA white grandfather, they were all privileged. Obama saw that privilege. So when he became president, there's no way Obama was going to relate to us. In addition, there's no way that Michelle was going to relate to our struggle as a black woman. The struggle of a black man is very different from that of a black woman. But black women, they wanted to clap. They see a beautiful black woman, dark skin at that. Oh man, one of us is in the White House. That's all that mattered. Never mind everything else. Hope. That's what it was. Hope. In 2015, crime increased over 13% in the black communities across the country. While there was like a great decrease in crime in white communities. The murder rate in Washington, D.C. rose 50% and 63% in Baltimore. In Obama's backyard. While he was president. 
Black victims accounted for two-thirds of all murder victims. More than half of those victims were between the ages of 17 and 39 while Obama was president. Black voters never demanded law and order from Obama. They just blindly voted for him with the hope that he was going to be the voice for black people and he was going to make black people a priority, which never happened. While many of us are apprehensive about giving Trump credit for the low unemployment rate that black people enjoy during his first couple of years in office, the fact remains the rate was a lot higher under Obama. Prior to this pandemic, black folks enjoyed the lowest unemployment rate in history. At 5.4% during the Trump's administration. During Trump's administration, I meant to say. We can argue Trump's racism all day, his lying, and everything else. We know Trump is a scumbag, but we can't argue the numbers. The numbers are the truth. We all, we don't have to like Trump. Hate groups, they've increased across the country, but they started to increase under Obama. Obama deported more black people than all the administrations in the past combined. I know we're focusing on the Hispanics. We see the Mexicans. No, Obama deported a lot of Africans, a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of Haitians, a lot of other West Indians. He may not have sent them to camps like Trump did, but he deported a whole lot over two million of them. There was no compassion. In addition, Obama killed the most hopeful leader that Africa would have ever seen in Gaddafi. Then he turns around and borrows a page from the white politicians where, oh, I regret doing this. You can't posthumously regret murdering somebody for no reason. That's like handing somebody a medal after they died in a war. What the fuck does that serve? Gaddafi was trying to unite Africa. He was trying to make Africa stronger. He was trying to bring a currency that would take Africa out of its misery. He was bringing what Obama couldn't do for us here. He was bringing hope to Africa. But white people didn't want to see it. Like they've never wanted to see us succeed in anything. Whether it's, like I said, whether it's Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
or Wilmington, North Carolina, or Rosewood, Florida, it doesn't matter. They just don't want to see us succeed. And when you have a black man in place to destroy that, that dream, you can't point fingers to white people. We're continuously saying Obama couldn't do this. Obama, Obama never had a backbone for us. He never stood up for us. Obama was finding excuses all day when it when it came to dealing with black issues while he was president. But at the same time, he was quick to tell black people, pull yourself by your bootstraps. Where the fuck are we going to find the straps if we don't have any boots? That's the double talk we got from Obama for eight years. A lot of us gave him a pass. The first four years. Okay. Let's let him do what he needs to do. He's going to come back the second term. He's going to stick it to the man. He's going to do this. He's going to pass these legislations. He's going to make sure, you know, if a cop shoots an unarmed black person for no reason, that cop will be prosecuted by the federal government automatically. Nah. Nothing like that was ever brought up. You understand? I'm not trying to elevate Trump to make Obama look bad, but it's factually proven that Obama did very little to change things for black people while he was in office. Cops shooting us on arm should be a federal crime Especially when it's uh, an essential worker who was an EMT, who was in her own home, not bothering anybody. The cops got the wrong house. They didn't check facts. They want to do a raid at the wrong house while the person they were looking for was already in custody. This shit is going on now because Obama didn't do shit to change it. You had another white cop who walked into the wrong apartment and shot the man in his own home. I understand this all happened under Trump, but guess what? When you don't have any kind of law to make sure these cops are prosecuted for their crime, they don't have to think about committing the crime because they know they can get away with it. The man who shot these cops who killed this uh, this young lady He's being charged with um, attempted murder. He had a license to carry his gun. These cops had no right. They didn't announce themselves. They didn't announce themselves. They had no right for this raid because they were at the wrong house. That's one. And two, the person they were looking for was already in fucking custody. Who's breaking the law? The same thing happened under Obama. There was another, there was a young kid that, that, that got shot, a little girl that got shot because the cops raided the wrong house. It's okay for law enforcement to keep making these mistakes in the black community, but I don't hear these mistakes being made in the white community because your black president never did shit about it. 
He didn't put anything in place to make sure these cops are punished for making the wrong decision, for not being accurate, for not following the guidelines they need to follow when they're doing a raid. We continue to have these puppets represent us. Like I said, all the true black leaders are not alive. They are all dead. They're assassinated, murdered. That's what happens to true black. Any black man that's walking around with millions of dollars, they're serving the needs of white people. They're not your true leader. Because the minute they decide to stand up for real and fight for your rights, they will be eliminated. The unemployment rate for blacks under Trump plummeted to 4.5% prior to the coronavirus. The only other time when unemployment rate for black people was lower was when Clinton was president. It was at 7.4%. And I'm not a Clinton supporter either. As a matter of fact, I hate his fucking guts. But I have to look at the numbers. I have to be objective when it comes to the numbers. However, there's another way to justify Clinton's lower unemployment rate. Incarceration, black incarceration under Clinton was also high. So his lower unemployment was a result of the many black people who were incarcerated during his administration. So when you have so many people going to prison for petty crimes, for bullshit crimes, then your unemployment rate is going to lower because you have less people looking for work. A lot less people looking for work because you have so many of them in prison. The working age black men, they were in a lot of them were getting locked up during Clinton's administration. So I don't look at Clinton as the first black president, as most of y'all do. Clinton's a racist piece of shit, just like Trump. He has enriched himself the same way all these other presidents have done. And they do they all do it at our expense. We have no privilege here. We have no privilege in the world. And there's no black leader here who wants to give us, who wants to afford us the privilege that we need in order to progress in society. They all black politicians, all they care about is their own personal privilege. Why are they on this earth? Why are they alive? The unemployment rate under Obama for black people was 16%, 11 different times. 16%. That's triple the amount under Trump. Double that under Clinton. But yet, we're screaming Obama was this, Obama was that. Obama was this and that for what? For whom? That's what I want to know. Obama always justified his failures as it relates to black people by placing the blame on black people. 
when the black unemployment rate reached 16% under Obama, he told the nation that black people had stopped looking for work. He's saying people stopped looking for jobs. We know what he said. It was coded, but we knew who he was talking about because we were suffering the highest unemployment rate under his administration. When a black president can stand in front of a microphone during a press conference and tell you that people stop looking for work, it's code word for calling us lazy. We don't want to work. The same thing when he was saying we need to pull ourselves by our bootstrap. We never had boots. But we gave him boots by voting them to the presidency. This is what we need to channel our energy to understand the people who want to exploit us for their own gain. Things haven't changed because the presidents, they don't act on our behalf. I'm not telling you to go vote for Trump because I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not telling you to go vote for Biden either. But as voters, you need to have your own demands in every aspect of life in America. If you don't make your demands known prior to voting for a candidate, guess what? It's going to be the status quo all over again. Everything is going to continue. It's not going to stop. We're going to be in the same position. It's just a cycle. But we've gotten so used to the cycle. We've gotten so comfortable with poverty, with everything that they force upon us. We are great adjusters to society. No matter what white people do to us, we adjust to it. They kill Aubrey. They they killed Ahmaud Aubrey. What do we do? We're marching. And we're running. Since he was running, now we're going to run. Okay? Um, What's his name? Eric Garner. They choked him. So now we're going to breathe. You understand what I'm saying? No matter... How a person dies, we sort of like make a movement out of it. Instead of taking the proper action to make sure the shit never happens again, no matter which way, how, we just fucking end it. That's what we need to do. We need to start standing up. We need to grow a sack and we need to fight back. I hope y'all had a good day or y'all having a good day. Take care of yourself and your health. It's my podcast for today. Have a good one.